Good morning, happy Sabbath. I felt good all week until a half an hour before it was time to come to church. I guess it happened. I, I normally don't get sick, but uh, for some reason, I got a stomach ache a half an hour before I left the house. So I'm struggling with that. So you guys just pray for me. <clears throat> I want to turn your attention to the book of Ezekiel again, once again, verses 1 through 7. And I will read in your hearing. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, and they carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass down round about, and behold, there was very many and upon the valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answer, O Lord, God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, thus said the Lord God unto uh, these dry bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put them forth in you, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy as I was commanded. As I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Amen. Huh? Well, I entitled this message, uh, Dry Bones Wake, Awaken. Dry Bones Awaken. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, as we open up your word this morning, as we look at this text, we ask that your Holy Spirit come upon us, permeate this place, and give us power from on high. I pray, Lord, that you will overshadow me and speak for me and speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. There were some interesting things I learned about a skeleton. Uh, a skeleton, the dictionary says, is an internal, external uh, framework of bone, cartridge, and also um, material supporting or containing the body of an animal or plant. Also that supports and protects the soft tissues and internal organs of the body. Did you know that an adult human body has 206 bones? There are 26 bones in the human foot. Uh, the human hand, including the wrist, contains 54 bones. The femur, or what we call the thigh bone, is the longest and the strongest bone of the human skeleton. Uh, also, in the middle of the ear is the smallest and the lightest bone of the human skeleton. What is the purpose of a skeleton? 
The dictionary said the purpose of the skeleton is to force the body against uh, the pull of gravity. The large bone of the lower limb support the trunk when standing. The skeleton also protects the body parts, the fused bones, and the uh, cranium surround the brain to make it less vulnerable in injury. to the beginning. And I have these things in the right order. <laughs> Here we are. Ezekiel was in vision and he sat down in the midst of a large valley. Before him lay uh, the dismal scene. Throughout its whole extent, the valley was covered with bones of the dead. And the question was asked, Son of man, can these bones live? And so the prophet replied, O Lord, thou knowest, what could the might, what could uh, the might and power of a man accomplish with these dead bones? The prophet could see no hope of life being imparted to them. But as he looked, the power of God began to work. The scattered bones were shaken and began to come together, bone to bone, and, uh, and bound together by sinews, that is muscle and bone. They began to come together. So there was covered with flesh, and as the Lord breathed upon the bodies, thus the, the form the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. The souls of whom we desire to, uh, to save are like representation which Ezekiel saw in vision. The valley of the bones, they were, they were dead, and their trespasses and sins. But God would have us deal with them as though they were living where uh, as they were living. And so the question that is put to us, son of man, can these bones live? Our answer would be only the confession of ignorance. O Lord, thou knowest. In all appearance, there was nothing to lead us to hope for their restoration. Yet nevertheless, the word of the prophecy must be shaken or must be spoken, even these who are like uh, dry bones in the valley. We are in no wise to be deterred from fulfilling our mission by, by, uh, 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 by lesslessness and dullness. And so the lack of spiritual perception and, the, and those who upon whom the word of God is brought to bear we are to preach the word of life, and those we are, we may judge to be as hopeless subjects are those to hear or receive the light of truth. And so without questioning, 
our wavering, we are to do our part. We are to repent. We are to repeat to them the message, awaken. And, and, and I was listening in Sabbath school, and, and, and I'm hearing some things uh, 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 we may think people may not want to hear. I don't believe that. Because people, people, there are some people that want to hear the message, but they would rather see a sermon than hear one. Are you following what I'm saying? People would rather see people who are who represent Christ, not by what we say, but what we do. People are watching us. They're looking at our countenance. And so if we say we are our children of God, then we need to reflect his image. And see, we, and so just words alone is not going to do it. And, and, and I always say it's good to preach the, the prophecies and things of events. But we must share with people what Jesus is all about. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Prophecy is good, but prophecy is not going to save us. Are you following what I'm saying? What's going to save us is that relationship with Jesus. And so, and I'm not saying don't learn about prophecy. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to reflect the image of God and people will be drawn to, drawn to the body of Christ by what? By love. If they see us love one another, you know, just like the day of Pentecost, they must see that. And, and the Bible said they were all on one accord in one place. And they confessed their faults one to another. And these people, before the Holy Spirit fell upon them, they were all, they, they got their act together. And, and I want to read something that Ellen White talked about when she was talking about uh, 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 unity in the church. And, and I'm going to read that. I was going to wait until later. But I'm going to do that now. Unity in the church. And she says this. Unity in the church. This is, this is found in, in um, book three of Selected Messages. Unity in the church under that title. She said, present a united front. The testimony of every believer and the truth must be as one. All your little differences which arouse the combative spirit uh, combated spirit, armory brethren are devices of Satan to divert the minds from the great and, and fearful issues before us. So the true peace will come among God's people when when they unite when they unite in zeal in earnest prayer. The false peace that exists to a large degree is distributed now. There is, there is an earnest work to do. Now is the time to manifest your, your, your qualities. Your, your, you know, people must see that we are connected. And she said, let the Lord's people present a united front to the foe of God in truth and righteousness. That's what she says. You do believe in Ellen White, right? And, and I remember when I first joined the church uh, uh, at Skia, I had a problem with Ellen White. And i tell you why. It's because people had put her above the Bible. And they kept quoting and quoting her more so than the Bible. I, and I had a problem with that. And I know, that, uh, I know that she is the lesser light. But we must not use her as a wedge of salvation. Are you following what I'm saying? 
And, and, and I understand that she is, she is from the Lord, no doubt about that. But she's not our salvation. She can lead us to the greater light that can give us salvation. Salvation comes from Christ himself. It does not come from Ellen G. White. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. It doesn't come from her. I mean, we got to be, we, you know, uh, we don't want to become like the, the Jehovah Witnesses, that we have this leader. And, and, and we seem to put all our eggs in one basket. You follow what I'm saying? Our attention to this leader as though the leader is the one that would take us from earth to heaven. One of the issues that, 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 the, that God had with people who are led by leaders who are uh, what we call today a, a cult, right? Leaders that manipulate people, that control people, that, meet, that deceive people. And they may be teaching some truth. There may be a lot of truth in what they're saying, but the elements of what they're presenting is not by God. I had a good friend who died maybe a couple years ago, uh, which joined this group, this church, and went, went out of town. He left his job, he left his family, and, and, and he went, and, and the family kept warning him not to do such things. What do you know about this group? Are you following what I'm saying? And, and, and as a result, uh, 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 he op- his eyes, the Lord opened up his eyes and he came back home. He came back to Cleveland. And so, so, what, so what I'm saying today is we have to reflect the image of God. We, we, spend, we, we spend too much time not reflecting the image of God. We, we, see, I, I believe I believe that we shouldn't be sad people. And when I look at many Adventists, where people seem to be sad as though we have no hope. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Now you, you may not believe that, but I've been to different churches. I have seen and I witnessed with, with my own eyes that people who hold the position, some of them grew up in the church, as though God is going to save them because their name, and Ellen White talks about that too, that their names may be on a row in the church, but they're not on a row in heaven. Are you, are you with me? Are you with me this morning? I mean, you don't, you don't have to agree with me, but follow the word, follow the truth. And even Ellen White said that some will depart from the, even the word said that some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, and so in the doctrines of devils. And so, and so we can't put our trust in what we have. We must put our trust in Jesus. What do you say? Amen. Because he is the only one that's going to take us from earth to heaven. Let me finish. Let me finish the story here. And so <clears throat> there's something that may have to skip because this is as long. So the breath of the Lord of hosts must enter into the lifeless bodies in the judgment when all secrets are laid bare. It will be known to the voice of God spoke through the human agent and aroused the torpid conscious and stirred the lifeless faculties and moved the sinners in repentance and, and contrite spirit. Repentance. We are here today. Many of us are here today because of that. We heard the voice of God, and we made a conscious decision to follow God. 
We knew, we recognized that we were sinners. And the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so that, that includes the human race. And so Jesus' design is to restore us. And he wants to do that. But notice what the writer goes on to say. Are we talking about dry bones awakened? He says that it will then be clearly seen that through the human agent, faith in Jesus Christ was imparted to the soul and the spiritual life from heaven was breathed upon one who was dead in trespasses and sin and he was quickened or made alive and so with the spiritual life. But not only does this uh, similitude of the, of the dry bones apply to the world, but also to those who have been blessed with great light. Oh, when I read that part, I said, wow, that includes us. Those who have been read, led with great light. They are also are like the skeletons of the valley. They have a form of man and the framework of the body, but they have not spiritual life. But the parable does not leave the dry bones merely knitted together into the forms of men. But it is not enough that there is symmetry and so of limb and, and feature. But the breath of life must vividly, uh, 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 that they may stand upright and spring into activities. And so these bones represented the house of Israel, the church of God. And, and when I read that, I said, wow. That applies to us. That applies to us. Because sometimes people want to hear, and, and not just other churches, they want to hear something smooth. They want to hear something that does not convict, that they can just keep living, that they can c continue to move forward and think that they're doing God's will. And so the Bible says in Second uh, 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 Timothy, I believe so, chapter 3, it says that perilous times shall come, that men should be lovers of themselves, boastfuls, pride. So it give us a list of things, but it says, but they, don't, they deny the power thereof. He's referring to the church. He's not referring to people in the world. He's referring to the body of believers. You do know Ellen White said that there will be two classes of people before Jesus come in the church. But thank God we can be a part of that system, a part of that, of that group that, will give, that has given their hearts to the Lord. And she goes on to say, they must breathe upon the dry bones that they may live. But with the Spirit of God, with his uh, uh, vitalizing power, must be in every human agent, that every spiritual muscle and sinew may be exercising. Without the Holy Spirit and without the breath of God, there is no, there is no energy, no vigor of consciousness loss of spiritual life. Many who are without spiritual life have their names on the church records. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Have their names where? On the church record. But they are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
they may be joined to the church, but they are not united to the Lord. They may be diligent in their performance. When I read that, that really, that really got me there because that could be an elder, that could be a deacon, that could be any member in the church. They perform in duties. Y'all mighty quiet. Y'all mighty quiet, quiet this afternoon now. They could be doing all these things, all the right things. And I remember something that Pastor Ware said, and I never forgot about. He said this last year sometimes. And he said, we may say the right things. We may give the right answers. But that doesn't mean nothing to God. Satan knows history about God, history about the Bible, history about the world. He knows it better than all of us. He, he does. And so just having a form of godliness, the Bible says, but denying the power thereof. And so it exists even with, even with those of us who call ourselves believers. Let me, let me read on. Let me read on. She said that they may be joined to the church, but they are not united with the Lord. They may be delighted in their performance of the certain set of duties. They may be regarded as living men, but many are among those who, who have a name that thou livest, and thou art dead unless there is genuine conversion of the soul to God. Unless the vital breath of God quickens the soul to spiritual life, unless the professors of the truth are actually by heaven-born principles, they are not born of the they are born of the incorruptible seed which live it and abide it forever. Unless they trust in the righteousness of Christ as they as their only security unless they copy his character. And I think we talked about that in Sabbath school. We must have the character of Jesus. We must have the character of Jesus. So keeping the Sabbath and learning about the state of the dead and all these different topics is good. But if we don't have the character of Christ, we ain't going to heaven. We're not. There were, some years ago, I was somewhere at, at this church, another Adventist church, and a couple, I'm not going to say who it is, but anyway, made a comment, uh, made a comment about teaching the church. You know, I'm, I'm convinced out of all these years, people, we have heard so many sermons on top of sermons. We have heard, we have, we have, we, we have studied about uh, not just the state of the dead, but we, we study about the 1260 years and 1844 and, 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 and uh, uh, 538. We, we, we study about all of this. And, and, I, and I had a dream one day, and I was in this dream. 
there were three elders. And I ain't going to say who they were. They're not here. It was at the previous church. And I know one of them kept talking, and it was like this Nazi um, army group. And they, they had us in this they had us in this place, like a camp, probably a camp. And, and, um, and they were trying to get us to denounce Christ. And, and I knew um, uh, um, one of the elders kept talking. We kept telling him to be quiet. Not, and not because we wanted him to not, den- not you know, to denounce Christ, but we wanted him to be quiet to let them finish with what they were saying. But he kept talking. They told him to be quiet, but he would not listen. And so right before us, they hung him. They hung this, this elder. And, so, and so, so I woke up from this dream, and I, and I said, Lord, what does that dream mean? And, and, and in that dream, it meant that this individual would no longer be with us in the church, I'm saying. And it's true. He's no longer of that particular church. And so dreams do mean something. Uh, and so God is, is speaking to us. So he spoke to Ezekiel in a, in a vision. The Bible said that Ezekiel was in vision and God gives him this vision about uh, uh, these bones. And so sometimes we, we think that these bones fall in the category or just people outside of the church. And, uh, and some people believe that many people in the church are worse than the people in the world. And some, in some cases, it's true. We may not admit it, but it's true. But God have a church that will stand forever. What do you say? Amen. And so God has people that will be faithful to his cause. And and we can put ourselves in that, in that position. Notice what it says here. The dead are often made to pass for the living. For those who are working out what they term salvation after their own ideals, God, have not, God is not working in them to will and to do of his good pleasure. This class is well represented by the valley of dry bones. So there was another statement that the, that the servant Lord made. Also in the book three of Selected Message, he said the church was ever close, close to the heart of Ellen G. White. A thousand times and more through the long life, through her long life, heaven had, had drawn near to her with a message, messages of encouraging and instruction of information and a reproof and correction. These many visions were given to, uh, to guide us and to, and to guard the members of God's family. Sabbath keeping and, and the remnant both individually and collectively uh, uh, the, love, the love of his church. So she declared that when it was under attack Tenderly, she wrote, the church of Christ, enfeeble and defective as it is, will be, is the only object on earth on which he bestows his supreme regard. So in other words, 
The church may be feeble and defective, but it, it is the only avenue that can lead us to God. Uh, are you following what I'm saying? And so when we see things happening and events taking place, even recently I just heard in California that it was the gay community was given a program at one of the churches and the leadership accepted it. And so we, we're going to see a lot of things take place right before Jesus comes. So we, we don't need to be alarmed or frightened or afraid about what's going to take place. You see, we don't want to look for, how can I put it? We don't want to have such um, an emotional, you follow what I'm saying? An emotional uh, 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 gospel. You, you, I have been in churches where people get very emotional. And sometimes it's by the music. Sometimes it's by the speaker. Because that individual have their heart. And when you have a person's heart, it's easy to lead them. Either the wrong way or the right way. And so, and, and so these dry bones can be awakened. And so we have family members, we have people that we know, people who are dear to us, who are actually looking for true believers. They really are. They're looking for it. I remember when I joined the Adventist Church, my mother said, my mother said to me, you change, because your family know your background. They know what you were. They know how you behave in the past. They knew if you had a lot of um, friends of the opposite sex. They, they knew all of that. They know your past. That's all I'm saying. And, and so your family can be led to the Lord if we just be what God have us to be. We can be people that can be awakened, that can lead people to Christ, that can give people hope. Because there are a lot of people out there who are hopeless. There was a gentleman, when they finished the 480 bridge at Valley View, a couple of weeks ago, I think, jumped off the bridge. It was, the, it was either the day or the day after they finished, this guy jumped off the bridge. He had no hope. He 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 have he have given up. And people are doing the Golden Gate Bridge, people drop drop, I mean jump every day. They have given up hope. And so we 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 are we are the people of God. That's a, that's supposed to give people hope. I learned a long time ago we need to talk less and and display who Christ is. You believe I believe that. Cuz sometimes we <laughs> I I hate to say it. And the previous place I was at, we had people that did that quite a bit. And they lost people. They lost people. Because when people come in, you want to drill them with the Bible, you want to give them all these studies and they barely got their foot in the door and you want to drown them with the word 
We have to allow people to grow. We have to allow people to, to give their heart to the Lord. They're not going to be where you are. And so we, we don't, and, and so people are leaving for a reason. We're losing people for a reason. Yes, the Adventist church is one of the fastest church, growing churches in the world, but we're not growing as much as we should. We're losing people because we don't have impact on the world like we, like we should have. We do. And so in, in closing, last statement says, when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the day of the early church, the multitude that believe, where are the one heart and a one soul? The Spirit of Christ made them one. This is the fruit of abiding in Christ. We have need of divine illumination. Every individual is striving to become the center of influence. And until God works for his people, they will not see that subordination to God is the only safety for any soul. His transforming grace upon the human hearts will lead to unity that has not yet been realized. For all who are assimilated to Christ will be in harmony with one another. I believe that. You believe that? It was a song I remember um, we used to sing when, when I was in this uh, Lutheran church as a kid. I, and, and I had no interest. I'm going to be honest. I had no interest in Christ. And I only went because of what they did for the little kids. You know, they would take us on trips, you know, Geauga Lake to the park, different places. And that's all, that's all I worried about. I had no interest in learning about who Jesus was. And I'm sure many of us uh, had that same, um, you know, that same model. And so, uh, and, and so um, I discovered that Jesus is, um, he is the center of my joy. And nobody can take that joy from you unless you give it away. Nobody can take it from you. And I, and I agree with our teacher this morning that it must be individually. We must have a relationship with Christ. Uh, we must have the character of Christ. Because that's the only thing that's going to take us from earth to heaven. And so, if Christ is speaking to you today, he wants you to come out of this dry spell, this, this dry valley. But he wants to awaken you. He wants to give you power. He wants to give you strength. He wants to give you vigor to be a vessel of the Most High God. If that's your desire, I'm going to ask that you would stand with me. If that's your desire, you want to be made in his image. And all of us made mistakes over a period of time. There's no perfect person in this room at all, none. And if someone tells you I'm perfect, then they're not telling you the truth. And so we all want to be made in his image. And so let's, let's bow our heads for prayer. Our Father, our God, we have dived into the story of Ezekiel, the dry bones, and 
some things we have learned, some things, Lord, we probably knew already, some things, Lord, that we discovered that Christ is looking for people who will humble themselves. That humility only comes from Jesus. We don't possess it. We don't have it. We all fit into that description of dry bones, Lord, and you want to empower us. You want to quicken us, Lord, and to use us for your kingdom and for your glory. We're looking at things that are taking place, Lord, in this time and age, perilous times that are taking place. They are happening more and more, Lord. We, we hear about tornadoes. We hear about wars and rumors of wars. We hear about uh, churches at, at war with one another. We, we, we hear about churches where people come in and start shooting. And, Lord, we want to make our call and election sure as individual, Lord. And corporately, Lord, we want to we meet you in the air. And so, Lord, we pray that you would fulfill our desires, Lord, that we have discussed. We ask, Lord, that since we have made a commitment to stand for Jesus, that you would speak to us, Lord, uh, individually, that you would cover us with your spirit, and we ask that you would go with us, Lord, as we depart from this place, but not from your presence. And we will ask, Lord, that... that uh, we would just surrender all to you. There is peace in Jesus, Lord. There is no peace in us at all. The power is in you. And so, Lord, we lay down our dry bones. We have others that may be in a valley of decision. We have others, Lord, that may have dry bones who are out of the ark of safety, Lord. Many of us have family members, parents, children, siblings, relatives, Lord, friends, Lord, that we wish to be in the kingdom with us. And so, Lord, use us, Lord, to speak to them, to guide them, Lord, to just reveal to them what a true Christian is and how we can be light for Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we ask that you would go with us throughout our, our remainder of this day and give us peace, we pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.